Hello, screen rats, couch potatoes. This is the episode I've been talking about, the one that was recorded outside with a load of noise, birds, trains, cars, drunk Geordies, all manner of shit. Uh, It was a great chat, probably one of the funniest ones I've had so far. It's me and Mark Nelson chatting in a beer garden about all things to do with telly. And it takes a little political swerve at one point as well. Anyway, let's get straight into it. You think I'm going to listen to this silly old bollocks? Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last ten years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them, and what made them laugh and cry here on Television Times. Oh, Christ, uh, he's got loads and loads. Like, if I'd have just known, I would have fucking tore his ears off, you know? <laughs> I'm sort of annoyed at the stuff I missed out on, yeah, you know? Yeah. I could have seen, especially yeah. at, like, the I mean, comedy you store. You saw a good time, to be honest. Like, that's, I did, yeah. yeah. Well, I moved to... I was talking about this with my wife today, that I don't think I've, I have three kids. And if they wanted to move to any major city, really, not just London or something, yeah. I hope they don't. But if they did... They would never have the opportunity I had to just go and, like, stay in some cheap room. No, that's true, actually, yeah. Life. You need to be, like, a Chinese diplomat yeah, or you Russian do. Yeah, or something. Yeah, that is, that's absolutely true, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, not doable. Yeah, yeah, you could just bomb about. You're a young man. You're... I'm 40, 42. So. 42? Yeah. You're the exact same age as my wife. This is something I want to ask you, actually. <laughs> so she does not consider herself a millennial. Do you? Well, see, I didn't. I wouldn't have. But then yeah. apparently the parameters dictate that we are millennials. Because you were a teenager at the turn. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, was it? Well, so, no, I wouldn't have been... Oh no, I would have been. I've been, been 19. No, I would have been 19. I was born in 1980. 1980. Oh, oh, so I would have been. Oh, you don't count because if you if you do the 20th century as it should be, 2001. But then I would have been. So if, if are you talking turn of the the new year? Because I, I would have been I mean, 19. The original parameters were if you're born from 1984 to 2004. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, 20, 21 year gap, I think, not right. 2005. Oh, uh, and then they changed it, and then they went a couple of years later, they went, oh no, it's anyone that was a teenager at the turn of the century. So that would be there, technically. Yeah, so yeah. Because yeah. I've seen your. <laughs> I've rewatched your. I rewatched your special from last year. Oh, thank the one, you. The one Cheers. you did, Monkey Barrel. Fantastic. Yeah. So funny. So Cheers, good. Thank you. I loved it. Um, but there was stuff in there um, which made me think that man is not a millennial. <laughs> Before then, that's me, what? Generation X, which Generation I don't, X, which I don't mind, which no, ran a long, right. long old time. So it's Generation Z then. Oh, I don't know when it starts, but it's on this side of 2000, right? And um, yeah, it's on this side of 2000, and I'm wondering what the next one is. I mean, don't need I, to go I, another I alphabet. They're going to call it the Gen A. Not going to call Gen A. Gen non-Gen, right? I don't know. Non-binary it could be that, yeah. I don't know what it would be. Go to Greek alphabet. <laughs> Epsilon. <laughs> yeah, my kids. Well, my, two of my... I've got twins born in 2017, and I, I don't know what the fuck they are. They haven't decided what that generation is yet. Yeah. So, have you, I, you got kids? Yeah, you got kids? Uh, yeah. Uh, nine and a seven-year-old. 
so, my, yeah. my, my boy's annoying as well. Yeah. So I'd, 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 I'd hate all that shit though. Like yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd hate that pigeonholing of no. generations and it's always of after the fact. So you're not yeah. even you don't even know what you yeah, are at I the know, time. I know, I know. So is your I'm not, it's not parenting podcast. <laughs> is your kid into like uh, the same shit mine is coming home talking about Mr. Beast and uh, Roblox and stuff like that? I mean, Roblox, yes. Um although we only got a... So they got a switch oh. from Santa at Christmas. Was it from and Santa? Yes, it was. <laughs> and, uh, he always gets the credit. <laughs> um, but I don't think they've got Roblox on it, actually. Um, no? FIFA's a big one. Yeah. FIFA's huge. Mario Kart was big. Right. Harry Potter, that's, their, that's, that's my wee girl's main... Oh, really? Obsession, Harry no, Potter. That's good. Yeah. And how old is she? She's nine. She's nine. And has she seen all the films? She's seen all the films. Yeah. And I don't know how many of the books she's made her way through yet. I think she's, scary. She's, she's sitting there reading. I mean, she does read them the full way through. So Yeah, my son she's... My son read those, but he, I don't know if he read them or he just followed the words and just said he read them. So yeah, could, yeah, yeah. It's like a step counter or something. Yeah, like, yeah I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. There's some fucker <laughs> rattling out in the background. This is an outside recording. You can consider this an, outs- an OB. I know. So I was really, I don't know why I'm bothering now with this one, but I've been really worried about like buses going by, flat where the studio is, all this kind of stuff. And then my, fr- you know Kev, Kev F. Sutherland? Yes, 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 Sutherland. yes. He told me a thing about Frank Sinatra when they were recording like an orchestra in the late 60s and the engineer stopped everything and just said, stop, 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 guys, there's a plane going over. And then Frank apparently turned to everyone and said, they know there's planes. <laughs> And ever since he told me that, I'm like, fuck it, there's trains, there's buses, there's cuts in the background. It's just the way it is. Exactly. Is I know. Plus, the weather's life. nice, so that's why we can do it outside now. So, Mark, Mark yes. Nelson. Obviously, I know who you are, but do you want to, just for those out there that might not know who you are, which I do not think is many, um, <laughs> do you want to tell them a little, I'll tell you a little bit. He's the Comedian's Comedian of the Year 2021. Yes. And the Scottish Comedian of 2006, only one year into your career. Is that correct? Like, it was probably less than one year, actually. Less than Yeah, year. I oh, think man. it was about six months or something into it. Wow. Um, and I mean, it's like one of those titles that it was lovely to have at the time, because it certainly got me fired up. Yeah. the ladder a bit but it's a ridiculous like Scottish Comedian of the Year but it was it was a competition that anyone was eligible to enter if you were so Scottish technically did you have to be Scottish or was it just well see then the, I don't know what it was with my year um, but then the rules changed the, the rules were so ambiguous at certain points where it was there was a kind of nationalities rule as well like if you'd been right. gigging in Scotland for more than a year you could go in and then there was All a right. grandparents rule that kind of Jack Charlton oh, grandparents okay. kind of rule where yeah. you could get in as well so I think by the end it was the Irish uh, passport yeah. of comedy essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah if you'd never eaten shortbread you could have fucking ever have you had fried so. pizza even though <laughs> no one eats it <laughs> Mark is an established comedian, does the fringe very, very often. Yep. Uh, we, yeah, you were there last year at Monkey Bow. Still and last year. on your first national tour. Was first national tour, yeah, um, starting in November. November. Which is quite exciting. Um, Sounds great. It's taken ages to put it together. Why so long? Um, I don't know, I just never... I think the pandemic didn't help. Like with most things, that kind of yeah. put a lot of stuff on hold. And then it's just a kind of... I don't know, just various situations in terms of agents I was with and uh, yeah. my own confidence, to be honest, in really? doing a national tour. Uh, and I think it's... 
I think what, what, what happened, what's happened since the pandemic is previously you could only really tour if you'd done really Apollo. That was one of the Apollo, If you'd done Apollo, Apollo. once a week, yeah. you, could, you could tour. Um, and it, without that, you never really had any selling point. Whereas since the pandemic, there's been so many people that are able to tour off the back of stuff they've put out yeah. online themselves. That's true. That it's a lot more... I, th- I think there's a lot fairer a system. And like people like Manya Chihuahua and yeah, even like, John Cairns, obviously. Exactly, yeah. Help, but, I mean, there's just so many people yeah. that can do it now. And uh, podcasts as well help. And it's... True. People just... I mean, people can do it off the back. It, 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 it's, it's made it a lot more... A lot more open. Because yeah. people are now able to find their own audiences without... Because... because it's a good thing it's a thing I hate I hate the lack of attention span of people now yeah but it also helps because clips have you been flipped up have you been chopped up and thrown all over TikTok do you know what TikTok's the one I've tried TikTok I've tried TikTok a couple of times and it's the one I don't I I fucking hate it because I hate because you feel like I'm going fucking mad but yeah it's because you're you're like you're you're trying to impress a computer algorithm that no one knows apart from maybe like three people yeah know how it works so it's it, it can get very frustrating something like TikTok Instagram's kind of like that but uh, I've always Twitter's always been my yeah my favourite quite vocal on Twitter yeah, yeah I, I have to, I did I haven't done any of this there's no Television Times TikTok account as yet I don't want more work oh dear since the recording of this episode I have actually set up a TV Times pod account at TikTok whoops links at the bottom of this episode because I, 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 I went the first time I was on I went through a period of that because with each one of these I don't really understand how it works yeah and then that when you, once you got on and that kind of scrolling at night and you're yeah. just scrolling through anything and you can totally see it when, when, you, when, when I get when I get frustrated because you look at people aren't watching your clip yeah and you go well you've watched maybe three full clips in the past hour whereas if it doesn't immediately catch your attention you're fucking flipping away as well so I just don't like the way does it, it watches your eyes right so it looks what you're looking at and really I, well I don't know if this no. is true tell me if this is true apparently it knows what you're looking at and for how long so like if it flashes you a woman with big breasts yeah. and you look at it too long you're going to get harassed quite fast with very similar videos ah, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I I left it on once in some, you know, <laughs> I, I put my phone down and it was one of those, you know, I know somewhere in China, a thousand people falling down an escalator and yeah. it's going too fast or something. And the clips so I got after that... <laughs> it was like... But you've been framed as a... Yeah, but you've been framed, but not funny, like really bad things happening. For our American listeners, you've been framed with the UK version of America's Funniest Time Videos. I'm just going to jump straight in here because we're doing an outside recording. It's not great. It's uh, very noisy. It's in a pub beer garden, and Mark has got to yeah. do a set in I mean, less beer, than a couple beer, of hours. Beer gardens, generous. <laughs> the word garden's doing a lot of heavy lifting there. There's no garden, but they have these weird, like, what would you even call them? Like what you get changed in at the seaside? Yeah, they're these sheds. Yeah, little tiny just sheds. Just MDF sheds, which are... Yeah. At least they're... Yeah. It's nice, though. first thing was on television that gave you a kind of fuzzy feeling in your loins oh no right um it was uh, no 
I'm trying to think what age this would be. It might not be you, sexual. It's just no. Could be, I, tell you, yeah. I tell you who yeah. it was, right? Um, because like I, I, I initially immediately went to like sad evenings when gladiators and like Baywatch and then oh. gladiators was on right right you, but, you double uh, whammy yeah but that was that, that was a, that was a teenage thing right, that was very so much was... the first girl I remember having a massive crush on was the the teenage daughter in the Australian show Round the Twist Round the Twist I don't know if you remember, the excellent uh, theme tune, it was like, have you ever, ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going around the what, twist? What's the premise of it? It was Is a bizarre it like thing. A... It, was, it was a family, an Australian family that lived, I don't know if they'd moved, they'd moved to move into a lighthouse. <laughs> and it was in this small, bizarre Australian town and just mental shit happened. Not not sometimes supernatural, but oh, right. just weird stuff would happen around about the town. And uh, and they would never have to solve anything. It would just then just resolve itself. Oh, right. But it was really good and uh, like yeah, I really really reboot. enjoyed it it was, it was a bizarre thing and so what was, time would this have been on children's telly or yeah this would be on like this would be like the kind of last thing before oh, news round before news round yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah so yeah that, that was the first time that I I remember seeing a girl on TV and going ah oh there you go yeah how much is a shrimp to Australia? <laughs> How old are you, do you reckon? Well, I'd be about eight. eight. <laughs> so, yeah, I think is... she'd maybe be about 14, 15, I would say. So, so. if we chop this up incorrectly, we could get a sound bite there. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> Sneaking, yeah. sneaking my phone into their room or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Leave I mean, it as long as it needs to be, though. Oh, I know. My God, yeah. Fucking so happy I wasn't around when the internet was around. I'd have seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying. I would have seen it all. It would have been like one of those fucking booths in Amsterdam and just hitting the, hitting the arrows up and down. I would have seen everything. Such utter and debauchable filth. Get on with the podcast. If we're in children's television then, was there a show that you used to sort of run home to see apart from Round the Twist? Was there like a... <laughs> obviously, that's... Um, no. Would there be... I remember, scheduled TV, you know, in those days, you you, you know, you can't, you can't yeah. shoot because you have to be there. I remember right? the first time... I remember the first time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started and loving that. Absolutely loving that. No, no. I'll tell you what it was. Hold on. Uh, the cartoon version of the X-Men. No. Oh. I absolutely adored that. Right. Because I was a, I was a kind of, I remember um, I've always been, I've always been quite kind of obsessive with recording things, like having collections of things. Huh. And um, I remember I used to go down and stay with, uh, my grandparents used to take me down to stay with an uncle and auntie. Yeah. Who lived in London. And my uncle had like literally like, a, like three bookshelves full of VCR videotapes right and he'd have a, a massive tome huge big binder and uh, he'd uh, just films he'd recorded off uh, off TV but then he'd, ha- he'd have some numbered exactly and oh, it was right. when, it was had when it all organised VCRs had like long play and short play yeah yeah so you could get it'd be, it'd be worse quality but you could get like two films on one tape yeah and uh, I remember being obsessed with this so I was like right when I'm going home I'm going to get one of them so I got like an A4 pad and I started getting videotapes and I got my dad to give me videotapes and I would record things and I Did remember you that, that catalogue f- them as well oh yeah catalogued oh. them massively wow and I remember that was one of the first TV shows that I made sure I recorded every single episode. 
And I would wow. watch them as well. Like, I'd watch them back. And rewatch and yeah. rewatch. I remember those walls of you yeah. go in people's houses. Some people would have, like, the soaps. They'd yeah. have, like, yeah. EastEnders and Coronation Street. Yeah. I mean, it's hoarding. It's, it's, like it's, a, it's, it's digital. a digital form of hoarding. But yeah, I believe in digital hoarding. Yeah. I think yeah. we all do it now. Yeah, gotcha. you download an album, you pop it on. You didn't listen to it for, like, a week, maybe. Before, yeah. I would... Like, I've had albums come out by people I love, like Ben Folds or someone, and I've waited a week. I would not have waited a week no. 20 years ago. I'd have Absolutely got the fucking not. thing out, the inlay card, I'd have been reading it. Absolutely. Yeah, you listen to it about 90 times the first day you got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is a problem, and I think my kids, my kids definitely suffer from overabundance. And I, I always thought the things I would feel old when I had kids about would be like, you know, arguments about trainers and mm. I feel really old that they want to wear like weird space safe shoes or yeah. fucking tinfoil clothes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What it actually is, is their abundance of choice. Yeah. And I find myself almost sounding like my own grandfather and go, when I was a kid, you had to walk across the room, press the button. Absolutely. And yeah. it's like, they're like, oh, I want to watch cars too. Oh, do you now? Do you have to go to the cinema? You have to get on the fucking bus? No, you yeah. just no, no, pop yeah, my exactly, and yeah. cast it to something in the Google Chrome and boop, HDMI yeah. 2 and boom. Yeah. We had a, we had a we had a, I remember a massive argument in my house when uh, Disney Plus released Cruella. Oh. And uh, that was during lockdown. It's a dark film, isn't it? Yeah, and my kids were desperate to watch it. But Disney Plus, it was going to cost 20 quid on Disney Plus. Oh. And at that time, it was like, well, it doesn't, I mean, 20 quid. Like, do they I mean, still do that? They charge for certain they'll releases? They'll still do it. They'll still do it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but at this point and this was one of the first ones they did and now if it was on the cinema yeah. 20 quid 20 quid's barely touching the sides if you did the kids if you did yeah, two yeah. kids to the cinema you're oh, fucked forget it but um, it was just something stuck in me where I went I'm not I'm already paying a subscription to Disney Plus mm. I'm not giving them another 20 quid no. for us to watch something that will be available for free in six weeks' time. Yeah. Well, that's... So, but you know how family arguments go, eventually. You have to the 20 quid was paid. <laughs> mate, all my ethics are gone. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I'm like... I don't even know where to begin when it comes to Disney. I, I'm pretty anti-Disney. Always have been. Didn't like the movies. Don't like much of their TV. They sort mm. of seem to just buy everything. Like, they bought Star Wars. They buy Doctor Who, you know? Yeah, they buy just, everything. Are they buying Doctor Who, are they? Well, it's on Doctor Who as a co-release. Ah, the, right. the new so season. Yeah. And I just, you know... Cut this. So I paid the subscription, and when I see that seven ninety nine go out every month, it hurts me. Oh yeah, because I'm giving it to what I consider to be cunts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't like it. But it's like, what am I gonna do? I'm a vegetarian. I have to buy my kids meat. It's just the way it is. <laughs> All my ethics are gone. At this point, I'm going up with a conservative child. <laughs> is not a very nice man he's an Irish man who is uh, quite, quite rough and he once said to me I don't know if it was a joke or not he said the worst thing for an Irishman is to know that he's made an Englishman I was like oh, I can't fucking doubt <laughs> oh, Jesus do you know what I mean that's like, a, like, I didn't that's choose months of therapy going <laughs> unpacking that sound bite Jesus Christ it's completely true I swear <laughs> absolutely swear <laughs> Talking of horrific things, what is something you saw on television that maybe you shouldn't ask because you were too young that shit the life out of you and stayed with you? Um, there was a thing, uh, and I hope no one else has said this because it's quite a, it's quite a, it's quite a popular answer whenever you see those things like TV shows that were 
too far gone for TV and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There was a thing they did on, I, I think it was ITV. Michael Parkinson was one of the presenters. And I think right. Sarah Green. Oh, and the Blue Peter Sarah Green. Smith, I Mike think. Smith, I can yeah. see him, yeah. Who I think we used to be married, maybe. Yeah. Aye. Because oh, they did a thing called, I think it was called Ghost Watch. <sighs> And I've heard about this. It was it was kind of, it was like it was like Blair Witch. But it was a spoof well, thing. Wasn't it? it was a spoof thing where they would go they would send folk into a haunted house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they pretended that it was very, very, very kinda of inside number nine when you actually think about it. I think it. that but they mentioned ago, that they they did an episode that was uh, uh, highly oh, yeah, influenced they, yeah. by it, that live Halloween one. Yes, that was yes. Highly influenced by very, it. Very, very similar. And, yeah. but it, it was it was presented in a completely straight way. Uh, that, this, as far as they were concerned, this, this report had come in as a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Michael Parkinson was in the studio. Sarah Green uh, was in, uh, I think she was on set. Uh, right. And in this obviously built house, but you didn't know that. And then, weird, like, it was very much like, like the film Portergeist. Normal thing, not normal things, but like harmless things would happen, like glasses would fall yeah. over or chairs would rise chairs up would and everything would go on that. And then shit started to get really serious. Ooh. And then it ended up with like people running around screaming, like blood curdling screams and the camera yeah. being dropped. So you don't get that Blair Witch thing where oh, you don't right. see what's going on. And then yeah. the footage just cut. This and is then, live a live TV show. Yeah, allegedly. Parkinson played yeah, yeah, it yeah. straight, straight all the way through, never let on at all. And then it just finished. Wow. With nobody knowing, and what there was year, no. What year was this? Well, kind of, of, early, early nineties, wow. I think. Uh, and there was no explanation. There was no title card at the end where they said, "Yeah, this was obviously a spoof, but based on real events or anything like that." Or if no. you've been affected by anything in this show, please phone this number. Right, there was right. nothing like that. It just ended. Credits, very few credits, end done. Wow. So nobody knew about it at all. A similar thing happened. <clears throat> I didn't see this live, but I read about it. When Paul Daniels was massive yes. on TV, and he used to have a Saturday night TV show on BBC One. Mm, there massive, was a, massive Saturday night entertainment, yeah, yeah. There was a week where he did, a, I think it's a Houdini trick, where he was put in a box and chained up, and then it would slam shut, but it had spikes on one side of the... I think I remember this. And they made out that it went wrong. Yeah. And then ended it. It just went. It just faded to black. Yeah. There was nothing. And then the continuity announcer came on and went and, and, and sounded flustered. And then introduced whatever the next show was. Shit. And nobody found out because at that point there was no internet. Yeah, there was how no would you Twitter, find out? There was no anything like that. The BBC, the TV, <laughs> the papers didn't have anything in it the next day. So the only way people knew that Paul Daniels was still alive yeah, yeah. was the week after. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's fucking genius mad. now. That like, I mean, it, it's. I love those. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I, I, I love the majority of the internet and social media and stuff but I think it has it's taken away being able to do that kind of thing yes uh, Inside Number 9 did it a couple of weeks ago yeah with the, on the buses the on that the really buses got me thing. that got me yeah, yeah which I was, was looking for again there's a seventh episode then aye and it's Brilliant. I mean it's absolute genius the way they did it yeah, yeah, and yeah. how they managed to keep that a secret is incredible and there yeah. was no explanation of it at all no and, you had to go online to find out and what's lovely about it is and it's again a thing you very rarely get now is event television because yes. of streaming and stuff like that I think Succession is one of the only shows that's managed to keep it they're the only if it's good TV I've, I've mentioned this before like if something is needs to be savoured like really good television that you don't want it I wouldn't want to binge Succession I want not. to watch it I, I kind of need to watch it around the time because unfortunately yeah. the UK news streaming services and newspapers yeah. give everything away 
So if you don't watch it on the day, the next day you're going to find yeah. out. A yeah, bit yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, reality TV, you yeah. find out stuff you don't even know about, you know, because yeah. it's just in the news. Who won The Apprentice, whatever. Yeah. They, they announce it. But, yeah, I mean, I have a big clunky name drop here. I have worked with Darren Brown a few times. Yeah. I do consider him, yeah. Hopefully, Darren, you consider me too, uh, a friend. <laughs> and as far as I can make out, he is probably... I'll have to talk to him, actually, because what you just mentioned about that Ghost Watch one, it does remind me of some of his event TV. Because he was the last person to do anything even vaguely like that. Yeah. Especially with the um, the Russian roulette. Yeah, And yeah, the lottery yeah, yeah. one. And even, even the, obviously, later ones, he got people and sort of fucked with them. But when he was fucking with the UK populace yeah. through television, that stuff was great. Oh, uh, and everyone and, tuned in. But you must have to have such a closed community of people working on the show yeah that you trust implicitly for none of this to get leaked yeah I guess uh, so and I, I miss that I miss that event me too like, because there, there is something lovely about that, 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 what, what I love about that inside number nine is hmm. you had to be there at the time because if you go on if you go on iPlayer tonight if you heard this and go oh I'm going to see what that was about yeah. All they show is the, the game show episodes with Lee Mack. Which is so good. It's so good. I was like, well, that is better than... It's my, brilliant. It's better than most game shows. <laughs> yeah, right? And he was great in it. Yeah. And I was watching the people playing the contestants. Yeah. And they they nailed it. They exactly. looked like contestants. Yeah. It was so good. But, there's, but the bit that when you go and watch it and I play, there's no explanation of, oh, there's supposed to be this episode, yeah. that they had massively... Uh, trailered and it was part of all the publicity photos yeah. of them doing this spoof of on the bus. They got Robin Asquith. Yeah, <laughs> they got the fuck exactly. Where did they get him from? And the <laughs> and everybody was looking forward to it. And then yeah. all that happened because the the the, the yeah, announcer doesn't come on in the iPlayer. It doesn't no. come on and say all right, and a, tonight and I changed to tonight's schedule instead of that we're going to be showing this. Yeah, well, that's there. So you, you'd you'd have no clue that that ever happened. No, I, you're right. I, I can't remember the last time anyone did anything like that because they did a Christmas special mm-hmm. and it was kind of put in the same season originally so it looked like there were seven. I was thinking, oh, they've done eight then. They've done yeah. eight. Why would they suddenly do eight after doing six for like seven years? Yeah. Those guys, I mean... It comes up a lot inside number nine. It's, it's top television. It's I mean, amazing. It's absolutely up. genius. There were so many episodes, and they throw stuff away. Like yeah. that quiz show one, they threw more stuff away yeah. in twenty-eight minutes than is in like yeah, <laughs> you know, ten years yeah. worth of television. Sometimes yeah, 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 it's really yeah, incredible. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for the, the final season. Yeah, that's and gonna be outstanding. I do think there is a great joy in watching a show, yeah, and then almost cursing the fact that you've got to wait a week. Yes. For the next episode. I mean, they, they, I suppose you will still kind of get it with streaming series when a series finishes on a cliffhanger and then you know you've got another six months or a year yeah. or in some case two years to wait till you yeah. find out what happened. Yeah. But to have that in a cliffhanger show every single week was yeah, amazing. Is, yeah. Uh, big shout out to Taboo by Tom Hardy there that uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking did a season about five years ago and has been teasing season two ever since. Now I'm going to have to rewatch the whole goddamn thing. Exactly. Because I can't remember any of it. That was what Game of Thrones was. Like, I remember, I remember starting some series of Game of Thrones and going, I've got no fucking idea who these people are. No. Because they haven't appeared since the first series. So you're like, they, they went off on some and quest, yeah. and suddenly these people turn up, and you're like, I don't know, fuck are these people? Why are they doing that? I don't... I had that last night watching Silo. We were watching Silo because a friend of mine's in it. And um, we watched the episode he was in. And then me and my... This 
point where I'm not slagging the show off it's brilliant don't get annoyed <laughs> Apple TV but the point where the sheriff actually goes to like open a door and she hasn't got the key so she gets her badge off and she just jimmies it with the and we're like fuck it I'm out that is yeah, so yeah, stupid that is, yeah, that come is on that's really how because that's how levers in locks work right yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I mean we're like fuck <laughs> off She started with Apple TV logo. I was like, well, we've really been sucked in now. <laughs> Are we really in? <laughs> Going back to event TV, you reminded me of something I want to bring up, um, which I haven't thought about since we started this podcast. I'm completely reminded of Don't Forget Your Toothbrush with Chris Evans. Yes. That was event TV. We're flicking the TV lights in the house and then people will come yep. and knock on the door and give them prizes, money, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, like that, that. That's, that, for me, that's golden era of television. It, Channel yeah. 4 from about 92 onwards. The word. The words, yeah. starting with the words, and then Home Improvement was on, Roseanne was still on at that point. The girly show. The girly yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, and then TFI Friday started. Oh, TFI. And Friends as well. And it was just like, you could sit and watch Channel 4 from 6 o'clock yeah. onwards. And then, and it was, it, it, I, like I grew up with that because... I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mum's here. I'll be there in a bit. But I remember. I mean, I remember. I remember what, like, even when I started going out, um, uh, drinking with friends. Yeah. We'd, we'd watch TFI at six o'clock while we were getting ready and having pints and stuff before we go out, and then we'd watch it again when oh, I really? came back at half eleven again. All right. I used to love it, and I, I don't oh. understand. I mean, I used to get all my music, I think all my musical tastes are from TFI. Yeah. I swear I first saw Divine Comedy, Kuba yeah, Shaker, everything I loved yeah. was like on there. I saw Neil Hannon doing Frog Princess. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Mm. This is awesome. And every, they, they did one, I think they did one New Year's special uh, five years ago or something like yeah. that. And my wife turned to me, she's Canadian. She wasn't here in the 90s for that stuff. And she turned to me and went, this is absolutely brilliant. Why is this not on every year? And I was like, yeah, why isn't it on every yeah. year? Why have I got to watch Craig David or Alicia Keys bore me to death or Jules? I mean, Jules is all right, but come on, dude. I don't yeah. need to hear Nigerian music at 11.59. Yeah, I, I, want, yeah. I want TFI. Yeah. I want TFI New Year special every fucking year yeah. after Graham Norton. It's that too, be... I guess because it's too, it's too unpredictable. They couldn't... It's, it's too uncontrollable now, which... Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't be able to one of those I mean it's, annoy, it's an annoying kind of trope and thing where people go oh, yeah. you could make that now you but change it you don't need Freak one of the Week or anything like that yeah, but, yeah. You know, oh, no, no, I don't mean like kind yeah. of that stuff I just mean yeah. the actual format like I right. think they probably tried it but it was a it was a very specific capsule in time because yeah. that that type of music lent itself to it like I don't yeah. even know who you'd have as a band yeah that's now. true um but at the time, it was just... It was just one after the phenomenal. other. I mean, I, I talk about this often. For me, I mean, I liked a bit of Oasis, but I was a bit of a blur guy more because the songwriting was better. Um, for me, it's just like that mid-90s bit mm-hmm. to the end, to 99, I think it might be the best five years I've ever witnessed. Oh, Music, easily. film, television, I'm, all of it. it was I'm like, obsessed with the 90s. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm <laughs> very, I, get, I, get, I get very, very nostalgic yeah, about it all. If I put on Pulp different class, I yeah. just get transported straight back into, like, the, the yeah. absolute... That's, that's one thing I've done quite a lot of today is watch really? clips of people that went to see Pulp. Oh, really? They oh, the, the, the first oh, reform yeah. gig the other night. Like, I've watched like, a lot of clips of people have taken from the phones and the, 
and yeah. the crowd so I was lucky enough to go and see them on that different class tour at Wembley oh, nice. at the time I think it was 97 and uh, I used to go and see everything if it was like I see it I saw I remember going to see Blur in Southend at a secret gig where Damon came on stage and went okay uh now we're going to play a new song we haven't played before it's called Song 2 and I was like fucking hell this, this rocks man I know, I know. I know. And I get, this is the weird thing because I had a job everyone knows I worked in theatre and entertainment and it was only about four or five years ago I was at that venue in Southend um, I didn't recognise the room I was in and I'd been there for days and I was mixing Darren's show and I was in the circle looking down and I went hang on is this where I saw Blur? <laughs> Nice. And it was. I've been there two days. Yeah. I had no fucking idea that's where it was. Because at the time, I just got in a mate's car and went to South exactly, End and yeah, went yeah, in the yeah, room yeah. and left at yeah. midnight, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I do, you know, I, I do prefer the last century, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> this one's a bit shit. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, fuck. you this month have you been like behind the curve on any tv like like the obvious ones the wire the sopranos west wing um, something you didn't watch till about 20 years after is anything yeah like that? i mean n- none of those because uh, i get at that point when wire and sopranos breaking bad stuff like that yeah. i was still pre-kits so i right. had time to watch tv but now i mean now i am i'm well behind it most stuff yeah. like um there's very there's very rare that we we'll watch stuff as it's gone like i've not i've not seen beyond i think the second episode of the second series of succession right so we um, on the road i mean obviously it's yeah, harder yeah but to um, do that and it's it, it, it's gotten to, to to because but i think i think it's hard not to be because there's an oversaturation with it which is good yeah but sometimes i feel it doesn't give me it doesn't make me depressed but it gives me quite a lot of stress by because I feel like I'm missing out on something the fear of missing like the, out. there must be something that I've not seen yet that I might never see that I might enjoy more than anything yeah but the lack of time and the sheer amount there is and the, the sheer choice and quality yeah. that most stuff is at it would be impossible to no you can't you can't watch everything it's yeah. absolutely impossible so you can't read every good book that's no. ever been written you can't uh, listen to every good album I can't even read the books I've got at home no mind exactly. the good books so it's but <laughs> I think with TV because people talk about it and people it, it, it kind of calmed down now but there was a period where people would tell you oh you have to see it you have have you not seen that yet oh my god you've not seen yeah, that yeah but that's and annoying almost, isn't it they'd, they'd almost it'd be derogatory towards you going oh, yeah. well, you've not seen that my god like as if you're a lesser person you go well fucking shit to do I'm not. yeah well I, I mean you mentioned Game of Thrones I've not seen I've seen episode one and then I, I remember watching it and going oh this just doesn't seem like my bag but it doesn't yeah. mean it isn't it just means at the time like when yeah. I watched the first episode of The Last of Us I gave up on it yeah. and then we watched it a bit later but there is stuff that I'm already like almost like bagging for when I'm 70 do you know what I mean yeah I'm yeah like, yeah I'll watch that when I'm 70 yeah yeah when I'm fucking bored see that's the beauty of it yeah, yeah just, I'll watch that then because yeah. I'll watch Game of Thrones and I'll get a tattoo and I'll take cocaine in when <laughs> I'm 70 that's what I'm going to do because these are and I'll eat a steak fuck it I'll eat a steak I've said it what a deal that's going to be <laughs> Exactly. Just coked off your head watching the second episode of Game of Thrones. Throwing do sausages down your throat. Exactly. <laughs> I'll watch this later I'll enjoy and if it's in the zeitgeist if people are banging on at you yeah. like you must see this now because this is all about now yeah. it's like well you know what I watched the West Wing 10 years out of date 
I watched The Wire in like 2017. Yeah. The Sopranos in 2017, 18. And it, it still held up because it's yeah. good telly. Of course, yeah. So if it's good telly, it will yeah. hold up in 15, 20 years yeah. when I can get fucking around to it. Yeah, if yeah, it ain't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be shit and dated and I just yeah. won't watch it, will yeah. I? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to watch Buffy, am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Charmed, or what's the other one? What's that one that went on forever? Supernatural. Supernatural. God, I've never seen an episode of that. It was on every night when I was in Australia on a, on a, on a tour, and we'd go home, and it was like it was uh, Will and Grace and Supernatural, and that's all they showed, like three hours of each. And I was like, is there anything else on in Australia apart from these two fucking shows? Because it did seem like that. It's madness. Anyway, you'll get around to it all eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a young man. You got a good. Uh, yeah. Well, well, be we've all got about 50, 60 years, haven't we? God, that's depressing. Yeah. That's all actually. It's like <laughs> fuck we're not even halfway through this shit. Your lungs are giving up, you get the 3D printer out, someone pops around, it's not even someone, it's a robot. Everyone's dead apart from you and you're sitting there watching Sopranos for like the eighth time. Because you can't remember it. Who's this guy? Is this Tony? This is Tony. Fucking hell. Are you going to Edinburgh Fringe this year? You doing yes. Fringe? You are. Yeah. Where are you at? Hey, Monkey Barrel again. Monkey Barrel. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Same room. Same time. Exactly. What so time are you on? Five past seven. Five which past is seven. quite a nice time because it gives people time to go cool. home and get dressed and get a drink. And but it's not you're not competing with the. You the doing the whole four shows. weeks or two weeks or? Did a full a full run. Oh, but right. it was what's nice about the Monkey Barrel is the you can take as many days off as you. I mean, you could literally do four days if you wanted to so I've managed to take more days off than that means I don't need to do any of the shitty Mondays I'm just going to work Mondays don't work Mondays unless I'm two for one exactly <laughs> except it'd be madness not <laughs> okay just for one episode only we're going to take a little delve into politics mostly Scottish and discuss the royal family so there goes the knighthood any cross-border escape should the UK go wrong and any sponsorship deal with Disney all in one simple fucking episode bye bye to all that whoops and do you remember that time when Nicola Sturgeon went on the telly it was after Brexit, and she went on TV, and she did this big speech about, like, if people were feeling like they needed somewhere to go to escape England. Oh, yeah. And families and progressives. And yeah, if yeah, you want yeah, somewhere yeah. to go, then come to Scotland. And me and my wife saw it on TV in Budapest, and we both looked at each other and went, she's talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She yeah. was talking to us. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I liked her. And, and we, were, we were like, she's, we've got to go and live in Scotland. We have to go and live in Scotland. So, like, getting to the point now where they're, like, cordoning off her house... <laughs> It's a real fucking downer. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's a yeah. real downer. I don't know what to think about it because, as a Brit, I'm also half Irish, so I want uh, I want a united Ireland, and I do want Scotland to have its independence. I'm, I'd be sad about the breakup of the UK, I guess, but we can still be close. Hmm. Um, but I mean, just politically, it's a nightmare now, right? Because what, what's going to happen? It is, because, but it's that kind of way that I don't think anyone, certainly not a politician, should ever be kind of deified no. in the way that. Nicholas Sturgeon was at Jeremy one point. Corbyn style like Corbyn was as yeah. well yeah, yeah and it's yeah. St- regardless of what you think of them they are still politicians and yeah. this there's some people this idea that some people have that politicians genuinely give a shit about uh, <laughs> they genuinely give a shit about normal people yeah they don't their entire reason for being a politician it's yeah. it's self-serving that's yeah, all it is. She's not. Self preservation. She's not, she's not a bad guy, though. I, don't, I, I can't see it. She's I don't not see bad. It. I can't she's see not it. She's not bad, but she's not. Uh, it all adds to it. <laughs> yeah. She's not, this, she's not this incredible person that deeply, deeply cares about the electorate because mm. if she did, then 
our constituency wouldn't be one of the poorest in Scotland. So it's, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's that kind of thing that you have. You have to be able to see faults in politicians to oh, make things do. better. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people get fanatical about one side because they're, they're, yeah. they're, well, absolutely, there are absolutely people that don't see anything that the Tories or Johnson did wrong in COVID. And yeah, there are people that will genuinely yeah. feel sorry for Boris Johnson. They'll see it as a witch hunt and they'll see it as people coming yeah, after yeah, yeah. him now because he's just a guy that did his best and all this kind of stuff. So the majority of people know that's not. utter fucking bullshit. He couldn't he's have not. given a shit about what he was doing. No. But at the same time, there'll be people there'll be people that will not hear a bad word said against Keir Starmer. There'll be people yeah. that won't hear a bad word said against Corbyn. Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah, see, I'm happy to so hear a bad word against because I will, I will be voting Labour down here, obviously. This is a Labour area, so it's mm-hmm. my best shot anyway. And I'm, I, I know Keir Starmer's faults. I am not holding him up to any kind of yeah. high regard. And that's good. That's what... That's and he's boring. And that's also be. good. I don't yeah. want pop star Tony Blair or Boris Absolutely. fucking twat. Absolutely not. You know? you, the country needs a dull as fuck <laughs> party and prime minister yeah. for a good four-year period because Absolutely. that's what stability is. When they always mm. go on about this calamity that the Labour Party would have and I'm not a, I, I, I don't really support anyone now yeah. when they go on about the, this calamitous Labour Party that would be yeah what you actually you you want that Labour Party you want a party where nobody really nobody's exciting they said the same thing about Ed Miliband Red Ed and all that shit yeah politicians should be dull <laughs> yeah like they should because there's so there's so few there's there's, there's not many JFKs there's not many Obamas JFK is corrupt yeah exactly <laughs> corrupt as fuck yeah I know, right? <laughs> Walk around with so, painkillers. Do you know what I mean? And even even like Obama, you can't go. Obama killed a bunch of people. The man killed more. Man, man drone strike more people than Bush ever did. So there's nobody's perfect. The fact is, if you are prime minister or president, you have to literally take the job that means you kill someone. Yeah. You are going to be a murderer. That's yeah. just the way it is. And they do. Oh, Tony Blair's a murderer. Yeah, he is. But uh, so is Gordon Brown. So is yeah. every single one of them. And I love Gordon Brown. He yeah. was one of the. the Top duck, top guy. But you also take, you also have to take the job knowing that you don't really control much. No. You're but you're a you're a, you're a tail being wagged here by the people that got you into power. Yeah. And if you want to stay there, and you've also managed to get into power by promising a shitload. Like the way any politician in every single party will have broken manifesto promises, and because the public are much easier to lie to and break promises on. The people that got you in there and the people that the money paid for your campaign, yeah. you're not breaking any of the promises you made to them because True. once that money disappears, you're gone. I've so. never seen promises broken so quickly as like Rishi Sunak, but he's literally breaking one Oh, from yeah, last, he was on the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I have one positive thing to say about him, and I'm sorry I have to say this because I don't believe I'm saying something positive about anyone, but compared to uh, Liz Truss mm. and Boris, I do feel ever so slightly safer in the hands of someone that understands maths. That's as much as I'll say. That's as much as I'll say. It's the only plus thing. You know, he's got a lot of money. He knows what yeah. to do with it. Uh, it's safe pair of hands till he gets chucked the fuck out. Yeah. With the SNP, I am slightly saddened because I feel like there was an opportunity lost. It got so close. And, and the referendum, there was obviously going to be another one. And I feel now that it might be ruined. Uh, yeah, you know. I think it probably is. Yeah. But it's their own doing. Like, they, they, they've mm. got no one else to blame but themselves because they've had... They've had years of building up this almost, I don't want to say dictatorship, but this almost lack of transparency that there was because you couldn't question it. True. And Westminster gets blamed for everything. Yeah. And for a good majority of the time, it is Westminster's fault because they made such a mess of everything. But it can't be blamed blamed for everything. No. And then, but Scottish people do it quite a lot where 
it would have been interesting if we had because that was a massive supporter of independence and yeah. it would have been interesting to see if we had got independence how we'd have stood on our own two feet when we didn't yeah. have anyone else to blame it's, it's really hard to to read about the corruption and stuff it, it just makes me a bit sad but if Labour pick up some votes then I'm happy yeah, yeah. I guess but it's the most <laughs> you know. it, what I've said about it is the most Scottish corruption story ever like when you, <laughs> when you look at how other huge regimes have fallen yeah you know like, like Trump Trump brought down by massive scandal paying yeah. off a paying off a porn star <laughs> all it's unbelievable pissing on Russian prostitutes that, that all brought Trump down and then other other regimes have been brought down by military coups and ours yeah. is a fucking caravan it's like it's, it's so typically Scottish it's like Father Ted or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah caravan yeah. I guess we can we can just do this a little side swipe was there a, a moment where you saw something on television that was political let's say political a, a political moment witnessed on television that maybe changed the way you felt about something oh that's an interesting question um let me think when I was I mean I remember I remember New Labour coming to power yeah and I remember that being a big, big deal. Things can only get better. Yeah, and I remember that, that the excitement around the country about that. Um, I remember the sheer joy uh, in people when Thatcher was voted out. I didn't really understand. John Major, John Major. Really, right, right. Turns out he was actually not that bad a guy, really. Yeah, no, God, he says that. Now he's a fucking legend. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Blair's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck happened? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so I don't know, I think... Can you have 9/11? You can have 9/11. It's definitely a political play. Because that was like that. That was that changed the yeah, really. world overnight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's never really been. No. I think that that because Diana died four years just before that. Yeah, so she that died was, on uh, the end of uh, August the 31st, 1997. Um, yeah. Um, so like, those two were big, big, big yeah. moments. The Diana on thing. TV, especially because by that point, Sky News and 24-hour rolling news was yeah. just. Like, I'm fucking, I remember watching 9-11 coverage for, by the way, I've been 20 years old. So, I mean, watching that for days upon days upon days. Yeah, I remember buying the Sunday newspaper right, a few days. <coughs> was, it, was it a Friday or Thursday? I can't remember I can't the day it was. Um, oh, I think it was a Tuesday. But I remember buying, for me, this is not a film podcast, but the night before I was in Sheffield and I went to the Odeon to see Moulin Rouge. Right. And I thought it was a really good movie, and I went home and I was like, oh, I feel great. Oh, I'm dancing around, you know, to Moulin Rouge. Got up the next Life day. Life is all right. Fucking war. <laughs> so I always assume, I always connect that movie with like the last great day, you know? <laughs> After that, it was like walking around Sheffield going, oh, I think we're all going to die. Yeah. I think we're all going to do. Who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. he's hardly a no one. Who was that? <laughs> Came out of nowhere. <laughs> it was terrible. It's terrible. It's not laughing. Is it too soon? But yeah, I mean, that was a very big television event. I had the uh, space shuttle explosion myself, oh God, which yeah. is well, the one I remember, first thing I remember on telly that was like that. And, uh, yeah, there's been loads subsequently, isn't there? But 9-11's got to be our JFK, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's never going to get... No. I don't think there'll ever be anything bigger than that. Mm. Unless aliens Careful. arrive. Well, it feels like they're sort of warming us up for that information, don't you feel? It, well, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't believe it, but... I don't not believe it. I don't know what to fucking believe anymore about anything.
coverage and everything was off. Yeah. Luckily, Liz Truss didn't have to do any work yeah. for nine of her 12 days <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. But there was nothing on that. Now. 24 really? hours on you. Yeah. I mean, Just it, royals. And it's hard to masturbate for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think Prince Andrew managed. <laughs> you know what I actually thought when she died? And I was watching, I think, Politics Live or something. Mm -hmm. And then Lindsay Hoyle, is that his name? Lindsay yeah. Hoyle came on and said something about the Queen um, and we're going to suspend what we're doing because the Queen... And I thought, fuck, yeah. the kids are going to be off again. <laughs> that's what I thought. Because they're always off. There's a fucking yeah, strike, there's teacher training, there's COVID. They're <laughs> never at school. Yeah. And they're never in. I know. They're never in. <laughs> bank holiday for this, bank holiday yeah. for that, bank holiday for Charles. Taking the piss, mate. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't want to look after my own kids that much, do you know what I mean? It's too much. I will ask you one final question. Is there anything you would like to plug? Obviously, your tour. Yeah, so my tour starts in... November, but there's only like, I think there's four dates in Scotland in November, and then the majority of it starts next February. And it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think there's 25 dates in total. I say everywhere. <laughs> there's 25 dates. It's all the big places. It's um, all UK, is it? Yeah, it's all over the UK. And Ireland? Ireland yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Cork right. and Dublin. Oh, lovely. Uh, I'm doing Belfast as well, and uh, yeah, so I, and uh, if you go into my, I've got the link tree. She's just Mark Nelson comic. Yeah. And if you go in there, and there's two specials on there uh, that I recorded. One just after the pandemic at the stand in Glasgow and one of my Edinburgh show last year. And they're both completely free to watch. And, uh, and the fringe tickets are on there as well. So Great. everything's on there. I might come and see you, actually, because I'm coming and everything. Dick pics and everything. <laughs> right, Mark, thanks so much for Thank you, man. coming on good to the Television Times podcast. Cheers. Thank you. What a weird recording, eh? me and Mark Nelson sitting in a beer garden at the Chillingham here in Newcastle upon Tyne. Sitting out in a beer garden surrounded by music and drunk people and all kinds of malarkey. Had a really good chat with him, went to see him live up in the room above uh, that same night. It's a fantastic show, really, really good. If you're up in Edinburgh during the Fringe, be sure to see Mark because he is an outstanding comedian and an absolutely brilliant performer. And now to this week's outro song, We've Killed the Bees, a slightly prophetic song uh, written in Scotland. Probably the only reason it's attached to this uh, podcast episode in the same way that Rob Morgan's had a song that I wrote in Australia. This podcast has got a song that I wrote in Scotland. Uh, I used to sort of hang around under the stages of various theatres around the UK um, in my downtime. And I remember finding this very old rickety sort of honky-tonk piano in the basement of the Aberdeen His Majesty's Theatre, which is where I wrote this song in one go. It's got some great themes to it, and the lyrics uh, sort of signify loneliness, hanging out in Amsterdam on my own, for instance. Uh, Amsterdam was also mentioned in this pod, so it all kind of makes sense. Nice full circle situation. I love the recording. It's quite spooky and weird, something about it. If I re-recorded it, it just wouldn't sound the same. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. We've killed the beast. Can you tie your laces? Now you're knocked off your feet. Can you feel the traces of the life you used to lead? Do you know who's sitting in God's empty chair? Maybe it's like 
gun, but why pretend to care? The kids are all running the supermarket towns. Gotta fight for something, so we fight to save the pound. You can keep your money, but you cannot keep the girl. Buy a one-way ticket halfway round the world.
and there we are. We've killed the bees. I didn't mention it was actually recorded in Japan on a real piano. No computers were used in that recording, just a hard disk recorder, so everything was just played into it and mastered later. Okay, if you liked this episode of the pod, you're going to like next week's as well. So keep listening, people, and subscribe to the show. Follow us wherever you get podcasts, and we'll see you again next week. Stay tuned. (laughs) 